good evening everyone. Um, it's great to be back up here tonight um, to unpack this term's next big question with you guys. Um, and that question is, why do Christians meet with other Christians? Why do Christians go to youth groups, Bible studies, hang out together? Um, and specifically, why do they go to Sunday church services? And more importantly, why should you? So, Tonight, I'm going to be unpacking all that and a little bit more. But before I do, um, I'd also like to bring this time to God in prayer. So if you'd please join me. Um, Lord, I thank you for the gift of your word that you so freely give, us, give to us to learn from. I pray that tonight you would open our hearts and minds to receive your message uh, and that we would learn more about your goodwill for our lives in this time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, when I started looking into this week's big question and the answer to it, I realised that there are so, so many reasons for Christians to meet together. And so many that I don't have, un- don't have the time to unpack them all for you guys tonight. Um, so, if you think of something that I haven't said, good job, because there is many other things out there. But um, I will be going through quite a few, so let's get straight into it. To put it very, very plainly... Um, Christians meet together because we're instructed to in the Bible. Um, a great place to see this is Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, where the writer says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Christians gather to encourage and spur one another on towards godliness. God provides us with a community of believers to keep us accountable in our faith Um, and he calls us to spend time meeting together and to not give up on the practice of doing so. Not only this, but it's actually in our design as human beings to be together. We are relational beings made in God's image, designed by him to actually need fellowship. So great, right? You know, as Christians, God has made us to be in fellowship with one another and to meet with each other. But what does that actually look like, right? What sorts of things are we supposed to do together when we meet? Well, you'll be glad to know that the Bible is absolutely jam-packed with recommendations of what we should be doing when we meet together. Um, So over the next few minutes, it might feel like I am rapid-firing Bible verses at you. Um, So to follow along, they'll come up on the screen and the important parts will be highlighted for your convenience because there are quite a few. So, what does the Bible say it should look like when Christians meet together? Firstly, it says we should be spurring one another on in our actions, deeds, and when utilising our God-given gifts. This first verse is from the book of 1 Thessalonians. It's It's a letter written by Paul to the people in Thessalonica. In this letter, he wrote to encourage them in their um their new faith, they were new Christians, and to express joy over their growth. He writes this particular verse as an encouragement for them as they wait for the second coming of Jesus, a position in which we also find ourselves today. So, 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you were doing. We are called to strengthen one another together through community. And another Bible verse that we can see this in is Colossians 3.16. It says, 
Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Here, we're, taught, we're called to teach and admonish one another, to help each other grow and to admonish, which means to encourage the good and to rebuke the bad in someone else's actions. But we must do all of these things through Christ who dwells in us, um, and our gatherings must be centered around him. Now, when it comes to having individual roles within a gathering, I love to think about our spiritual gifts. Romans 12, 4 to 8 says, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve, and so on and so forth, as you will see up here. Um, But what is so important about different Christians having different spiritual gifts? In 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 27, it shows us what it is to be a part of the body of Christ. Verse 12, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Every Christian has their own God-given gifts, like different parts of a body, with different skill sets. And we're all called together to work together in community to keep the body working through our individual skill sets. Verse 26 says, If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Without Christian community, we would be a bit like a hand without a wrist. Like skillful and very purposefully made, but kind of useless because... We don't really have anything to move. Um, So, yeah. And then we have in verse 18, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? He gave the hand the wrist. Our God-given gifts are made to be used in community to serve one another and together build up the people around us. Another thing Christians are called to do when gathering together is to join together in the praise and worship to God. Colossians 3.16, again, is another great example of this. It says that we should be teaching and growing one another through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Praise is a part of Christian community. Paul um, instructs the church in Ephesus to sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. Worship and praise stem naturally as an expression of joy and thanksgiving to God for his provisions to us. But it's also a really important part um, and way for us to grow and build up the hearts and minds of the Christians around us. The final thing I wanted to look at when considering what Christians should be doing when meeting together is that we should spend our time gathering around and sitting together under God's word. The Bible is the foundation of our knowledge of God. It is God's word directly to us and he instructs us to use it. Romans 15:4 says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. The Bible gives Christians hope, a reason to keep soldiering on in a fallen and broken world. And not only that, but 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17 states, 
All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Not only does God's word give us Christians a purpose in this life, but it equips us for that purpose and for God's good mission. When Christians meet together, it is vital that we do so centered around Christ and God's word. From it, we learn, we teach, and we grow together, building each other up for God's good purpose and reflecting together on the hope for the future that it gives us. So that's what it should look like when Christians gather together. Meetings should be a place of learning, shaping, and growing together, utilizing our God-given gifts as he desires us to. They should be full of praise and worship to God. And all things should be done, gathered around and under God's word, the reason for our hope and purpose. But I've got another question that I wanted to ask and unpack before I wrap up tonight. Um, When we're thinking about where and how Christians meet together, there's probably one place that comes to mind, and that would be church. What is church? Church, as you and I most commonly know it, is a reference to our gatherings on a Sunday. But church is actually more than what just happens on a Sunday. Church is a people, not a place. Church happens when God's people gather together centred around Christ. It is a reflection of the great gathering all Christians will one day be a part of in heaven with Christ. Now, I'm not saying that Sunday church services aren't real church. But it's not the only way that Christians can can gather together while fulfilling God's will. You could go to Bible studies or youth groups or even just spend deliberate time with other Christians. However, there is something about a Sunday church service that is different to, say, a Bible study or a youth group. For example, most Bible studies don't spend a lot of time in praise and worship and youth group has a pretty distinctive age cutoff. But a Sunday church service ideally includes all the things Christians are called to do um, together. It's an inclusive place where Christians can teach each other, praise together, study God's word, and utilize their God-given gifts in community. Sunday church is a great place to experience all the elements of God's people meeting together in one place. And they're a great place for Christians to be kept accountable in their growth and faith. Regularity encourages commitment, and church services have been shown to be a great outlet for Christian fellowship for quite a while now. Now, to wrap it all up, I thought I might reflect on some things that can come out of regularly attending and meeting together with other Christians. The first thing I want to point out is the friendships, right? Relationships that go beyond service-level conversations and interactions, where you can share wisdom Um, with each other and the joy of worshipping and being under Christ. An example of this in my own life is someone who most of you might remember, Mickey. Um, She was my mentor when I was in the later years of youth group and she continued to be my mentor when I finished, but she also quickly developed into my friend. Um, And it brought me so much joy to be able to share in her wisdom, but also for us to learn together and to um, share and joy in the joy and community that we could find in Christ. There's also the ability to do this more broadly at like Bible studies or church services. The ability to open God's word together with other people. 
understanding Bible passages in a way that we can't do with our own limited knowledge. Um, and so we're able to learn from other people's wisdom to grow our own faith. And they might even learn something from us. I think one final thing that I absolutely love about sharing in community with other Christians is the ability to give to others, but also to receive back from them. For me, um, I absolutely love serving at church um, and assisting on a Sunday night with playing the piano for worship. But I'm also so thankful for all the other people involved in this service, like the people who take time um, to prepare supper so that we can enjoy that all together um, in community once the service is over. God gives us all unique opportunities to serve, and through that, we're able to provide for others and for one another, which I think is such an amazing thing to be a part of. So Christians should meet together not just because we're told to. We should meet together to learn, to spur one another on in God's good mission. We should participate in praise and worship together, serving other, one another with our God-given gifts. And whenever we meet, however we meet, we should center ourselves around Christ and the ultimate sacrifice he made to allow us the hope we now hold for our futures. Let me pray. Lord, you are so good, and I thank you for the instruction you give us in the Bible regarding Christian community. I pray that we may seek to have all our gatherings and meetings reflect your purpose and mission, that they may be places of joy and welcoming to anyone seeking to join, and that we may remember constantly the gift of life and hope that you give us through Jesus' sacrifice. And in his name I pray. Amen.